0: Welcome to the Canon Church Sermon Podcast. I'm Tim Emmett, the lead pastor at Canon, and I hope that this message will help you take your next step with Jesus as he leads us from death to life, from sorrow to joy, from the world as it is to the world as it will be. Thanks for joining us. For all the saints, it's a song that we sang at the beginning that has a very a special place in my heart, certainly. It is a song that we often sing uh, on this first Sunday in November as we remember those who have gone before us. It's a song that has a special place in my heart as well uh, because it is often sung at our commission and ordinate, commissioning and ordination service uh, in the United Methodist Church, certainly here in North Georgia. Um, Every time I hear it, it, I am reminded of all of the clergy processing in uh, for that service at our annual conference. And I, I say that because um, one of the things that we're given at our, ordina- at our ordination in the United Methodist Church, I know we talked about our love for the United Methodist Church last Sunday, but, um, but one of the things that I absolutely love about our commissioning and ordination service is that when we are ordained, we get this certificate that is our lineage of ordination. And what that tells us is the bishop that ordained us and then the bishop that ordained them, and the bishop that ordained them, and the bishop that ordained them, all the way back to John Wesley, which is pretty stinking cool, <laughs> I know that I stand on those who ha- the stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before me, certainly in this role as a clergy person in the United Methodist Church. And I give thanks for those who made a way, certainly for the women in ministry that had to break through some ceilings and walk into places for uh, the first time. I-, I do not take that for granted. I give thanks for them today. I was in um, middle school when my grandmother passed away, and it's my first recollection of someone close to me dying. My mom had tried to prepare herself and us uh, for her death by sharing a copy of the new-ish at the time uh, book Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote called On Death and Dying. I'm sure many of you are familiar with it and the stages of grief that she lays out there. I later discovered that no one goes through those the same way, or in any particular order, and that grief is not something that you graduate from, but stays with you, though changes over time. I have heard it said, maybe you have heard this too, that grief is love with the nowhere to go. I didn't know my grandmother nearly as well as I would have liked to. I did know this about her. She was a really, really good cook. I spent many days at her kitchen counter watching her cook. I know that she made the most amazing birthday cakes for me. She was an incredible baker. They were both beautiful and delicious. There was one that she made for me for years that we called the princess cake. Because I don't know, I'm a princess. I don't know. I don't know. But it had this white boiled icing on it. And I had no appreciation for it until I was older and actually tried to make the white boiled icing. It's hard, y'all. But later, there were many years where she made cream puffs for me, a tower of cream puffs in lieu of a birthday cake, some with chocolate and some with powdered sugar. Now, she made all kinds of food, to be sure. She made the savory things as well, but her pancakes and her waffles were absolutely epic. I still have those recipes in her handwriting. Um, But most memorable were probably her homemade coconut cakes and coconut cream pies with fresh coconut that my granddad had taken from the trees that were in their yard, South Florida. Um, when she got really sick, she taught my granddad to cook by giving him instructions from her bed that was in the bedroom adjacent to the kitchen. It was literally right off the kitchen. And she would tell him what to do, instruct him what to do. This was my pioneering farmer, salt-of-the-earth granddad. Coffee black, rolled his own cigarettes, smoked a pipe after dinner every night. <laughs> he learned how to make coconut cake and chocolate cream pie and coconut custard pie with homemade, wonderfully flaky crust. Y'all, I gave up on that a long time ago. I went to, I went to culinary art school. I don't even do that. Wonderfully flaky pie crust, pie crust, following her instructions to the tea. My love for cooking and gathering people to share a meal was born in that kitchen. I know that. But it lives on today because of my grandmother. My grandmother's love for cooking was not the only legacy that she left that lives on in me. Her love with, for Jesus is one of the reasons that I'm standing in front of you today. Though her death preceded my high school and college graduation, my first professional job, my marriage, my children, and my eventual call to the vocation of ministry, I stand on her shoulders. Or to borrow a phrase from the writer of Hebrews who Tim uh, shared earlier, she is one of my great cloud of witnesses, cheering me on, with me in spirit, as Christ is with me as well. Who is in your great cloud? Who is in your great cloud of witnesses that is cheering you on? Who are you celebrating and remembering today? Who has impacted your life along the way? Again, the writer of Hebrews shares in Hebrews 12, 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked before us. The writer goes on to share in verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus, the pioneer, the one who has gone first, gone before us, made a way we need only follow, which is why I want to share from Psalm 23 today. It's a psalm that is heard often most at funerals, memorial services, celebrations of life. Though associated with the death of our physical bodies, it's a means of comfort for those who are grieving, those with love with nowhere to go. I believe it is even more about life with God now. The shepherd that goes before us, We are told leads, guides, comforts, heals, and provides for us. If you haven't ever read it before, I commend to you a little book, little book, you can read it in one afternoon, called A Shepherd's Look at the 23rd Psalm by a man named Philip Keller. Has anyone read this book? It's so wonderful. I I commend it to you. Um, Because uh, as 21st century Christians, We are far removed from the agrarian culture, the farming land, um, tending livestock, herding animals, all of this kind of, of stuff that is so unfamiliar to us. Philip Keller unpacks in this little book and brings this favorite psalm to light in a whole new way. See, he grew up in, in East Africa. He was surrounded by native herders, and as a young man later in his life, um, he made his living as a sheep owner and a rancher, and therefore comes from a place of experiential learning and deep connection to the message of this psalm, Psalm 23. He warns that as you get to know more about the, the background, the reality of what is shared in the psalm, it might Uh, cause you some disillusionment or some disenchantment. I would argue that it doesn't. I actually believe that it makes it so much more powerful of a testimony about God's presence with us always, always. It does bring to life in full color the leading, the guiding, the provision of the Good Shepherd, the protection of all the days of our lives, as the psalmist tells us, not just in the valley of the shadow of death, but in the green pastures and by the still waters. More than any good shepherd, which is what this psalm kind of breaks down for us, that gives us rest and feeds us and protect us, the Lord as shepherd restores our souls. I don't know any shepherd that can do that. Apart from Jesus. It's a word for those, um, those of us who live in Christ and for those who die in Christ, who restores our souls. It is interesting how uh, the writer of the Psalm David moves from the third person, the Lord, He, to the first person, you, you. This presence, this provision, this protection is not only personal, it is for all the days of our lives and for always and forever and for eternity, as verse 6 tells us. What God has done, we trust that God will continue to do now and always. The shepherd goes before us and is with us and comes behind us. God's pursuit of us, God's presence with us does not only happen after our death, but all the days of our lives. And though we will walk through hard places, through hard seasons, through dark valleys, God is with us. We are not alone. God's love, mercy, goodness pursues us, and they are not situational or circumstantial. The word used here in uh, the Greek is actually hesed, um, and the Hebrew is hesed, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. It pursues us. It is not situational. It is not circumstantial. It is who God is. God is always with us. The comfort and the peace that we all find in this psalm the promises forever, can also be found all the days of our lives. And like the pillar of cloud by day and fire by night that led God's people from captivity in Egypt to the promised land, God's presence goes with us. It doesn't mean that we don't experience those hard times, those deserts or valleys, but it does mean that we are not Alone in them. Psalm 23, I hope you will read it often because it really is a vision of pilgrimage, a journey of exodus from what was to what will be. It's the journey of faith that we are all on together today and always. Now, you probably know that sheep aren't the smartest, right? I mean, we could take a little offense to. To being compared to sheep. They're defenseless, they're weak, they're timid, they're shy, and they are likely to wander. Some of them, um, in fact wander far. And there is some comfort in the fact that we are not being asked to be a particular kind of sheep, but rather to listen to the voice of the shepherd who is leading us and guiding us. So a few questions for us to consider as we reflect on this psalm today, on the lives of those who have gone before us in the week to come. How are you listening for the shepherd's voice? to lead, and to guide you? What are the practices and rhythms of rest and restoration that God is making a way for you to keep you from wandering? Where do you need healing? Where are God's goodness and mercy pursuing you that maybe, perhaps, you have not stopped to notice? How might your answers to all of these questions be the content of your prayers and conversation with God over this next week or weeks? This psalm has provided a powerful witness in worship as we celebrate the lives of those whom we have lost. In death's shadow and darkness, Jesus accompanies us into the hell of God's forsakenness. He descended, and he has risen. He has gone before us to prepare a place. Surely goodness and mercy will follow us, are pursuing us forever and all the days of our lives. Let's pray. Gracious God, we give thanks for this presence that is always with us, that never leaves us or forsakes us, that we may walk through hard valleys and desert seasons, though we may grieve. Lord, you are with us in the places where we need rest and restoration. God, meet us. Bring to mind for each one of us as we pray and listen for you over the course of these coming days, the places where that is needed, the places where we need healing, God, bring those to light. Maybe it is a grief unnoticed, unresolved, unattended to. Perhaps it is a season that has come to an end and yet we are unwilling to walk into the next Lord God, bring to mind the places where you have given us rest, where you have invited us to, to lay down beside the in these tall grasses, in these pastures, by these streams of refreshment in the living water that is your presence. God, help us to remember that you are with us always, not only in death, but in life, all the days of our lives. Help us to listen to your voice. Help us to listen for your voice. Help us to be attentive, Holy Spirit, to what we hear. And in all of these things, may we continue to bring you glory, honor, and praise, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. We hope that this message will help you have a great week by helping you walk in faith, hope, and love. Looking for more information about Canon? Check us out on the web at canonchurch.org or follow us on Facebook at CanonUMC and Instagram at Canon Church 2424